Welcome one, welcome all to episode 211 of the Canadian Football Countdown, a proud member of the Canadian Football Podcast Network. It's the main event. It's the 2023 CFC Fantasy Draft Special, one of my favorite episodes every single year. Always a lot of fun. Uh, We've got the whole crew together here tonight, and we will be going through a 12-round fantasy draft plus keep one keeper selection from last season. Uh, I'm Ryan Coop, joined by Michael Garrell, Trey Colbeck, Adam Stewart. We'll bring them all in in a moment in the order they'll be drafting here tonight. Uh, But first, uh, as always, we want to acknowledge that the Canadian Football Countdown is brought to you from Treaty 1 Territory, traditional territory of the Anishinaabe Cree, Ojibwe, Dakota, and Dene peoples, and the homeland of the Métis Nation, as well as from Treaty 4 Territory, traditional territory of the Cree, Soto, Dakota, Lakota, Nakota, and Métis Nation. We're live on a variety of different platforms tonight. We'll take your comments in the chat as well and your questions as we go along. All made possible by presenting sponsor GameTime TV, which you can learn more about by visiting GameTimeTV.ca uh, or Facebook.com backslash GameTimeTVMB. Uh, let's bring in our panel here this evening. He's first up on the draft board. He is on the clock and uh, sporting a bit of a new look here tonight. Uh, Trey, you've got the first overall pick. Uh, you won it in the draft lottery Monday night. How are you feeling coming into tonight's draft? Muted. I was going to say, what does uh, Will Ferrell's uh, character in Talladega Nice say? We're pissing excellence tonight, boys. You know, shake and bake. That's all I got to say. Is that uh, is that a key of who you're, you're planning on picking tonight? Oh, I uh, forgot about him. No, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, good luck to you tonight, Trey. Uh, we'll get your first overall pick here uh, shortly. Uh, also joining us tonight is he's got the second overall pick. Had the best odds in the lottery. Unfortunately, it didn't go your way, but you did land pick number two, Adam. Great, Adam Stewart. How are you doing tonight, and uh, how are you feeling coming to the draft? Well, I'm feeling pretty confident tonight. I think that uh, Team Adam, our scouts and our managers and our entire staff has done a great job of recruiting and figuring out a good draft here and going through all the situations of what we can to make sure that we know what we're going to do with that second overall pick uh, and also who we're going to keep as a keeper. So, uh, yeah, we're excited for this draft here tonight and uh, just wanted to give a special shout out to our viewing party out in Theodore uh, watching this draft. Oh, yeah. Did you get all the Theodore Buffaloes together to a uh, big draft party? Be hilarious, but yeah, probably they're out drinking somewhere. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Good luck to you tonight, Adam, as well. Uh, I have the third overall pick, but we'll come back to me in a second. But let's go over to the man with the fourth overall pick, the last pick in the draft, or the last pick of round one. Uh, Mike, you end up with the third. You end up third in the draft lottery, Michael Garrell. Uh, but you decided to take the fourth pick instead of the third. Uh, how are you feeling coming into tonight's draft? Overly, um, cautiously optimistic would be the word. Uh, had a good second half of the year last year. Uh, in my mind, made some roster tweets that helped uh, make the second half charge, but couldn't overcome uh, Ryan's steady uh, attack. So I tweeted a little bit of the plan of the attack and uh, we'll see how it plays out throughout the season but I'm excited nonetheless to be back all right good luck to you this year as well Mike and finally me I'm back to defend the championship 
Uh, you know, I steamrolled these fellas last season. They're trying to get in my head pre-draft. They're trying to, you know, talk some smack. They say they're coming for my title. I'm just, you know, sitting back, relaxing here in my bathrobe, going to pick a couple players here tonight and then coast my way to another uh, championship victory. So uh, this is basically a formality, uh, this draft tonight, but it should be fun, and I'm looking forward to it as well. Adam, you're shaking your head. Yeah, yeah, about that uh, coasting. I mean, uh, eventually, hey, it's just like the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. You're going to go down eventually, and it's going to go down hard when you do. Well, well, we'll see if the league's still going by that point. We'll see. <laughs> Keep winning championships nonstop until until this league disbands, uh, until they kick me out of the league. But I'm the commissioner, so you can't kick me out. I can kick you all out. But I won't because this is fun, and I enjoy a fantasy draft, and I enjoy uh, chatting football with all of you. Uh, well, but one other thing I guess to mention before we get into the draft, uh, you know, we're talking CFL fantasy all night long tonight, but if you want even more CFL fantasy content, we've got a bunch over in our discord community. There is a link to join for free in the episode description. If you're interested, uh, we will have my preseason fantasy draft rankings hopefully coming out in the next couple of days if I can find the time to get it done. It's now up to 10 pages long, so I've got 10 pages of notes prepped for these fellas tonight and for anybody conducting their own drafts. Uh, opportunities to join your own or join CFL fantasy leagues with head-to-head matchups. I run those in our Discord community as well, uh, and we'll have weekly uh, content uh, surrounding fantasy bonus on top of the podcast. So, Check out the link in the episode description if you want more fantasy coverage and fantasy talk and fantasy content and other things. Well, I think that is all of the pre-draft usual intro stuff. Uh, We are going to be doing a 12-round draft. We each have one keeper from last season as well. Uh, We'll uh, we'll name those, each of us, uh, here shortly as well. Um, And... First, I guess let's take a look at what the scoring system and the roster layouts will look like uh, this year. So let me pull this up on the screen as well. Each of us will be drafting two quarterbacks, two running backs, five wide receivers, two kickers, two defenses, and two na- and two of those players, not counting kickers because almost all of them are nationals. Uh, two of the quarterbacks, running backs, and wide receivers must be nationals. We're talking true nationals. We're not talking 49% of snaps here. We're not talking nationalized Americans. Your traditional CFL national player. Each week we'll set our rosters from among these players as well. Uh, scoring system is pretty much your standard CFL fantasy uh, scoring that you'd get on the official website. Uh, the biggest keys to note there are point per reception. Uh, it is a point per reception league. Uh, 10 yards rushing, receiving is a point. Uh, 25 passing yards and return yards for a point. Uh, passing touchdowns, four points. Uh, rushing touchdowns, six points. Same thing with receiving. Interceptions, I believe, are minus two. Uh, and your standard defense scoring there as well guys are we ready to get into things i think we are so we gotta name our keepers before we can get to the official draft here and uh, we're gonna do that in reverse order of the draft order which means mike is gonna pick his keeper player from last season here 
first, let's take a look, first of all, at how our 2022 rosters fit off. Uh, Mike, your options to choose from this uh, for your keeper here. You've got Zach Caleros and Dane Evans as your quarterbacks last year. You got James Butler, Brady Oliveira as running backs. Dominic Rimes, Malik Henry, Braden Lenius, Stephen Dunbar, Dalton Schoen at receiver, uh, Boris Beatty and Mark Leggio, Montreal's defense, Calgary's defense, and on your IR at the end of the season, you had Kenny Lawler and Brian Burnham. Mike, who are you keeping as your keeper for the 2023 CFL draft? And why? Lots of good options, but this was fairly standard and fairly unanimous amongst the management group of Team Zero, we are protecting quarterback Zach Kalaros. And the simple reason is um, two straight MOPs and the diver factors in to be a pretty big part of the statistical uh, approach of a quarterback. Now, Zach Kolaros, a guy, correct me if I'm wrong, he picked up via trade halfway through last season. He was the first overall pick in last year's draft, Team Trey. Uh, so the chalk up Zach Kolaros as a keeper for Team Mike. Uh, for myself, I'm next up in the keeper selection. My quarter, I had finished my year off uh, with Nathan Rourke, Jake Mayer, Kevin Brown, William Stanback. Uh, those are my quarterbacks and running backs. Uh, Dylan Mitchell, Eugene Lewis, Nate Bahar, Tim White, Curly Gittins Jr. at receiver. Uh, Rene Paradis and Seth Small, BC's defense, Toronto's defense. Uh, and then on my IR, I stacked Taylor Cornelius and Frankie Hickson. I have an embarrassment of riches to choose from here. I could choose anybody on this list, and it would be a great keeper selection. But there is a clear name on this list that stand out about above the others for me. And, you know, I did my pre-draft rankings. This guy, I chalk him up as the number one option at his position this season. So I got to take him as my keeper. Give me running back Kevin Brown as my keeper for this season. Uh, he played seven games last year and racked up nearly 500 yards on the ground, 176 through the air. And caught all but two of his 26 targets last season. He didn't score very many touchdowns, but the Elks are going to be in good scoring position a lot this year, I think. Give me Kevin Brown to punch the ball in the end zone a little bit more. I think he's one of the top running backs in the draft. And uh, I got I to gotta take him with my keeper. Otherwise, I think somebody else here was going to take him pretty early on. So lock in running back Kevin Brown as a keeper for me. Uh, and let's put Adam next up on the board here. Uh, Adam, you you want to run through who you have uh, as your potential options here? Yeah, for sure. Just give me one second here. Uh, so I have uh, an option of taking Jeremiah Mazzoli or, well, McCall Bethel Thompson's out of the league. So they wouldn't let me news his New Orleans stats. So, you know, I got to pick somebody probably different there. Uh, Kadeem Carey, Jamal Morrow. Uh, I've also got Keon Schaefer-Baker, Alexander Hollins, uh, Jalen Acklin, uh, Justin McKinnis, Justin Hardy. Uh, my kickers were Brett Lowther, Lewis Ward. My defense was the Saskatchewan defense and Ottawa's defense. And then I had two guys also in the injured reserve, Lucky Whitehead and Andrew Harris, as they finished off the season a little bit banged up. That was an interesting year last year. It wasn't a very good year. Uh, there was one guy, though, that I could consistently count on for points when I needed points. 
and that would be Kadeem Carey of the Calgary Stampeders. He had the most rushing yards last year. He's got a, a very rookie quarterback with him. I think that he's probably going to run a lot of football again. So, yeah, I'm going to keep Kadeem Carey of the Calgary Stampeders. All right, so back-to-back -back running backs uh, off the board here in the keeper round. Uh, Trey, you've got the first overall pick. You got to see what the rest of us have done with our keeper as well. Has that changed your keeper decision from what you were initially thinking? I'll, my keeper has stayed the same. My first overall picks probably changed about 10 times, not going to lie. but <laughs> All right. Uh, I, I'm actually surprised who you guys didn't protect so now what's left some uh interesting things i kind of had you guys pegged differently but for me uh my team uh, i think a, gar a dumpster fire is an understatement i'm i was shocked that adam surpassed me for worst i had what trevor harris vernon adams jr lee trey aj olette nick Demsky, reggie bagleton both phil potts don't remember collecting that i you know uh, Devaris daniels sergio Castillo, sean white winnipeg and hamilton defense and i have anyone on the ir William Powell. Cool. Um, but yeah, I'm going to keep this quick and simple. I'm going to keep uh, the running back out of Toronto Argonauts, um, AJ Olette. Uh, really, uh, you know, now, well, I mean, seeing two running backs off the board, uh, it, I, I think he's going to get a steady dose of the ball. We don't really know what Harris is going to be like. He's going to be the number one guy in Toronto, I think. Um, just easy pick. And, you know, Chad Kelly is going to, if he wants time to throw, he's going to have to hand it off. Right. All right. So those are our, are our keepers from last season. Mike going with quarterback, Zach Coleros, myself, running back, Kevin Brown, Kadeem Carey at running back for Adam and AJ Olette at running back for team Trey. Uh, that is where we are at for picks from last season which moves us into the official draft it gets a bit interesting now with these keepers in place it changes a lot of things trey you said your first overall pick has been in flux you are on the clock as we officially kick off our draft here tonight uh who are you going with for pick number one real quick we need to have two canadians do we need a starter every week is that uh, the starting canadian, starting every, canadian, week, canadian yeah. every week okay then you know what? I'm going to go and take my starter right off the bat, and I'm going to stick with the Argos, and I'm going to go Curly Gittens Jr. Um, I had him kind of in my top three receivers, and thinking of the Canadian, I you know I protected an American. If I get that uh, Canadian, top Canadian right off the board. I had some other thoughts. I've got guys who I'm sure are going to go pretty soon here, but I got to get the Canadian locked up. Uh, who's up next? I can't remember. Adam, you, who you yeah. got, man? Yeah, that kind of messed with me a little bit because that's kind of what I was thinking of. Uh, but that being said, I need a quarterback, and I need a reliable quarterback this year. Uh, there's a couple good ones on the board, I believe, right now, and I think a few that will do very well. Zach Caleros was definitely on my list because I think he's got a re really amazing receiving core to throw to this year, and I think they're going to air the ball up a lot, Winnipeg. So that was going to be my number one pick, but apparently Mike wanted it more than I did. So I'm going to go with, uh, again, out of the Calgary Stampeders. I don't like doing this so much already, taken from more than the same team. I'm going to take Jake Mahar, our mayor of the Calgary Stampeders. 
And uh, yeah, hopefully he has a good season here for the Stamps. All right, Jake Mayer to you there, Adam. Uh, I like the pick. Jake Mayer uh, is one of my top quarterbacks in the CFL. I believe I had him as my number three quarterback in my uh, number two or number three in my overall rankings here coming into tonight. So I like the pick, the back-to-back Stampeders for you. Uh, I am up next on the clock here uh, in official round number one. And you started saying quarterback there, and you had me nervous because I have one clear quarterback that stands out above the rest in my fantasy rankings, and I was worried you were going to pick him. Uh, Trey, you went back-to-back Argos. Adam, you went back-to-back Stampeders. Let's keep the run going. I'm going back-to-back Edmonton Elks. Give me quarterback Taylor Cornelius. Uh, He loves to run with the ball. Uh, he's got a plethora of wide receivers available to him uh, this year. They stacked the deck for him. He really improved over the year before. And uh, I think the sky's the limit for his fantasy totals. They didn't have a great season as a team last year, but he had weeks. He was putting up 26, 27 points, picking up rushing touchdowns, large yardage there. Uh, not too many of these quarterbacks on this list are ones I'm confident in to deliver a solid season. So give me Taylor Cornelius in round number two. Mike, over to you for next pick. With the fourth overall pick, Team Daryl Proctor to select from Winnipeg Blue Bombers, running back Brady Oliveira. And this, to me, is a surefire option with what I expect to be a balanced Blue Bomber attack. This is a diamond round for close to 1,000 yards last year. And it appears that he is under some load management in training camp. So I'm expecting a pretty big season from Brady. All right, Brady Oliveira going to you, Mike. So everybody goes back-to-back from the same team in keeper and round one of the draft. It is a snake draft, so you kick us off in round number two here, Mike. Uh, uh, Ryan, you like this team's quarterback. I'm going to take one of these team's receivers. For me, Edmonton Elks, I, whoops, name, name escapes me at the minute. Uh, I'll have to just look it up here quickly. Uh, from me, Edmonton Elks, I will take wide receiver, Dylan Mitchell. I think this guy's prime for a 1,200-yard season. We'll be right up there with Dalton Schoen in the lead lead for touchdowns. All right. I had a feeling Dylan Mitchell was going to go pretty early on in this draft. I think a lot of people were high on him. I was high on him as well, but I didn't know if I wanted back three straight Edmonton Elks to start my roster. So, you know what? Uh, I like the pick though, Mike. Good, good round two selection there for you as well. Uh, I'm considering a couple different options here for my round two number pick. Uh, I am regretting a decision a little bit in round two. Mike, I want to know from you, was Taylor Cornelius on your radar in your first two picks there? Was he a guy you were considering at all? I took Cornelius in round one. I had other ideas in mind. Would you have taken him in your back-to-back picks there if I hadn't? He was an option, but I don't think so. Ah, Shoot. Because I was debating Brady Oliveira because I was thinking I need that good, strong national on my roster. Trey took my go-to guy I wanted in Curly Gittins Jr. uh, with his first overall pick. 
So I think I got to go here with uh, the guy who's the next top national that I can think of. And uh, last year, I won the championship without a single Winnipeg Blue Bomber on my roster. That is not going to be the case this season because I am taking wide receiver Nick Dembski of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Uh, Bombers offense is at its best when Dembski is heavily involved, whether it's through the air, whether it's through designed run plays. Gets a high volume of touches as a result. He has a good nose for the end zone. Maybe a little concerned about, you know, all the mouths to feed in that offense, but there's no way they're going to have Dembski go silent here. So I'll gladly take him as my first wide receiver off the board here in the draft. Back to you, Adam. Well, that was also a guy I was really looking at because, I mean, we need Canadians in this draft, and one of the best in the last few years has been Nick Dembski. Uh, whether he was before he was in Saskatchewan. I mean, he was just a talent ready to go and ended up in Winnipeg and just blew up. And yeah, he's he's one of those guys that, you know, they have to dress him. Let's face it, they need the Canadian to dress. So if there's anybody in the wide receiving core that's going to be there, it's Nick Dembski. But I'm going to take a different wide receiver. He's burned me in the past. He's used his mouth. He's played his plays on field. He's made his plays off field. He's a guy that, uh, yeah, he, uh, he can be a little controversial. But I'm expecting a huge bounce back season from him, and that's namely because the Hamilton Tiger Cats don't have a whole lot of wide receivers around. I'm going to take Duke Williams of the Hamilton Tiger Cats as my wide receiver choice. Bo Levi, they like to air the ball up in Hamilton. Bo Levi does not have all of the choices that he would probably like to have like he used to have in Calgary. Uh, so I think Duke Williams has to play a big part in that team, and he's going to have to have a bounce back season. This is going to be it, so... Uh, Duke Williams will be my uh, third, second round pick. Trey, what are you going with? Oh, you guys are nuts. This guy should not be falling to me here at spot eight. Pretty much rookie of the year, rookie of the century, rookie of the 110 years of the CFL. Give me, I can't remember his number, but give me Dalton Schoen. Y'all, this guy should not be falling to me here at eight. I was debating taking him first and, you know, do I really have to explain why, Ryan? I think I'll just go into my next pick. Uh, it, it's self-explanatory. Because uh, I got the next one, right? I got back-to-back here. Uh, we all know that I love someone more than myself, uh, and I'm going to go get him to autograph my ring for me. I'm going to take quarterback Chad Kelly. Um, same reasons. I'm, just gonna, I'm going a little heavy Toronto, and I'm worried about it, but I think Chad Kelly is going to be the Eastern MOP, so he's a guy I want on my bench. Yeah, Chad Kelly, if he's going to, like, by the way, the Toronto, I was listening to Mike Hogan earlier today. I mean, he sounds like a guy that's either going to be the all-star of the season or he's going to probably blow up in week three. I mean, but if he plays well, he's going to be one really amazing quarterback coming up here, maybe for the Toronto Argonauts uh, and maybe for on further. It depends, I guess, what he gets for NFL tryouts, if he uh, if he can pull off a good season this year. But um yeah, I see one national off the board already, two nationals, three nationals off the board, and I got to start picking a national, and really, uh, the team from home, I haven't seen a player come from yet, and I think it's about time one does. Uh, national, again, wide receiver, he came in a little bit later last season uh, from the NFL, from the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, didn't get really established last year much because he was still probably maybe getting used to adjusting for a different system, but I think he's going to be a great player again this year. Give me Braden Lenius of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. 
And the reason behind that is, again, it, there is no other real amount of wide receivers in Saskatchewan that are probably as talented or at a size-wise of Braden Lenius, a six foot five, two twenty running uh, receiver. That'll be fun to watch. All right, Braden Lenius going to and national and national. Yep, you're right. I forgot to add that on the chart. Thanks, Adam. Yeah, I, I think that's a pick that makes a lot of sense. You know, he played so good that he earned himself a spot in the NFL. I think he went down to the uh, Atlanta Falcons, uh, came back, you know, a bit of a slow performance, I feel like, last year when he came back. Maybe it was just the usage level uh, with the changing of the garden at wide receiver. I think he uh, could be one of the top Canadian wide receivers again this season. Where do I want to go with my next pick? So many good options still available on the board uh, that I am strongly considering here. Uh, and, you know, just like Trey was saying earlier, I can't believe this guy is uh, left on the board. First of all, by the way, I am annoyed you took Chad Kelly. I had Chad Kelly slotted in as my next quarterback. Uh, I was going to pick him in round four because, you know, the symbolics of Nathan Rourke in round four last season. So I was like, I have to do it. Uh, and, but not surprised you took Chad Kelly. And I think that was a great pick also. But back to the guy I can't believe is still out on the board. It's the guy who led the league in targets last year. It's the guy who led the league in catches. He was a dominant force. He was the one who carried his team on his back. His offensive coordinator does not run the ball. They only pass the ball. Bo Levi Mitchell will be throwing a lot this season. And with a young wide receiver core, most of those passes are going in the direction of wide receiver Tim White. I will take him. He was a big part of my championship season last year. And uh, so happy to have him back on my team once again. Uh, Mike, over to you. Yeah. Um, sorry, I just have to recalibrate. That was my next pit. I was hoping you wouldn't work in it. Oh, it feels, it feels so good. That being said, um, <clears throat> team... My team with the Nets pit from the Edmonton Elks. David signed a big contract this offseason to catch a lot of footballs. Eugene Lewis. Tell us a little bit more about Eugene Lewis, Mike. And then in the fourth round. Mike, first of all, tell us a little bit more oh, about Eugene Lewis. Yeah, yeah. Eugene Lewis, a more um, – sorry, I'm just deep in thought about my next pit. Uh, Eugene just quite simply catches the football. Uh, setting down, stretches the field, um, was highly sought after, I'm assuming, by all nine CFL teams last year, including the one – that he left, um, and the fact that he went to Edmonton also says, uh, well, they paid him the most money, but also it makes the most sense uh, for a big, big opportunity for him. So that is why Team Daryl selects Eugene Lewis. 
All right. And as we kick off round number four, it is you once again here, Mike. Uh, first of all, by the way, Eugene Lewis falling to the end of the third round might be, you know, a little bit crazy. I have to say as you know, the biggest free agent prize at receiver, but there's a lot of good options on the draft board. Uh, kick us off with round number four, Michael Garrow. Yeah, this one requires some deliberation. Um, lots of good options still there, but I'm going to take this opportunity to grab my second quarterback. It's a guy that's going to throw the ball an awful lot and is a pretty good one-two punch to Zach Tolaros. And a guy that I expect to be an East Division MOP nominee, former Calgary Stampeder bully by Mitchell. And this is Bo's coming out party about to happen. Uh, this is a guy that had his name thrown around as Finished, done, whatever adjective you wish to use. This is a Hamilton team loaded with an attempt to try to win the Grey Cup. And a motivated bully by Mitchell is not somebody I would like to be around, particularly terrifying defenses in the East. So that is why Team Darrell has selected bully by Mitchell. All right, Bo Levi Mitchell going to Mike in round four. Quick reaction on the pick. My mama told me that if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. So I'll hand it over to Adam or Trey here. Anybody have Bo, uh, you know, higher up on their rankings? He was my number nine quarterback. So, Well, if you look last year, I mean, I had him at number one as my first overall pick, I think, if I remember right. Uh, I went hard on Bo Levi Mitchell and uh, – I kept him along, I kept him along, and I tried to make it go. And um, yeah, I don't know. I I, I hope for the for the sake of uh, for you, Mike, that uh, Bo absolutely lights the league up. I don't know. I honestly, it's very hard to say what's going to happen there. Uh, like I say, if he uh, if he starts slipping up, how long does it take till they pull the pin on him? Or is it just his team to run? And he knows he's the number one guy, and he's going to ride him all the way to a great cup. It's very hard to say with Bo Levi. But uh, yeah, I think I think it's not a bad pick. I mean, like I say, he's he's definitely going to be a starter. He's game one starter for Hamilton, and uh, they didn't bring him in for nothing. So I had him. I had him ranked third on mine. So I, I and it's and it's not that I'm high on him. Just you know, after Caleros, Mitchell, maybe Chad Kelly, if he does what I think, you kind of start losing. You know, what I mean, most of these guys didn't have a great 2022, right? So. Kind of hard to pick from, so I wasn't that surprised. I don't know why I misheard you. I thought you were taking Drew Brown. I thought I heard you say the backup guy to Caleros, and I was like, man. <laughs> but anyway, all right, yeah, uh, I wouldn't put it past Mike. Mike's done crazier things in fantasy drafts before. Uh, oh, there you go, Mike. You know, you had some uh, you had Trey Adam as number three quarterback. He could have been up next on his list. So if you get Bowie by Mitchell, you get your man just in time, perhaps. Uh, it's back to me for my pick in round number four. I'm going to keep my train of wide receivers going here and keep stacking up at that position. Uh, Adam drafted uh, in round number one quarterback Jake Mayer, and I'm taking his go-to number one guy at wide receiver, in my opinion, and that is wide receiver Malik Henry, who had a massive breakout season last year. 
Uh, guys to end off the year uh, in his final six or seven games here, he had 10 targets in every second game. You want a receiver that's going to get a ton of looks. Uh, he put up eight touchdowns on the season, 1,100 yards in just 13 games. Uh, was one of the best receivers in the CFL. Very excited to have him on my team this season. Boo. <laughs> Boo, Ryan. Yeah, pretty much. Only Henry was on my list here. I know that for sure because of Jake Mayer on my team, but uh, I can't pick too many Calgary guys. I got to divide it out here a little bit and uh, end up going to the East a little bit just because, you know what, there's bye weeks involved. And I learned the lesson the hard way last year when I had like five Saskatchewan players and the Saskatchewan, you know, decided that they had to take a bye. So yeah, it didn't end well for me. So yeah, that being said, I'm going to actually take my second quarterback right now. And uh, no, it's not who you probably are thinking it's, it is. Uh, this guy here is got a absolutely massive chip on his shoulder. He doesn't have anybody behind him that I could tell. And he wants to prove a point. And he's got a better offensive lineman, uh, line in front of him than he did last year. Give me Cody Fajardo of the Montreal Alouettes. Uh, I really think that that's a huge pickup, especially with some of the receiving core that they do have. Uh, a little bit unfortunate today about Filippo, but nevertheless, uh, I think they still have a pretty darn good offense there. They could probably make something work, and you know the Fajardo is going to ball out whenever he goes west. What did you say about the Philpot kid? Uh, nothing, nothing. Don't worry about it. You can pick. But what did you say? What did you say? Because I'll replay it. <laughs> nothing, nothing. I'm good. Is he hurt? Oh, we're not going to tell me. Okay, whatever. <laughs> I, I think I did see something about an injury uh today yeah thank you thank you ryan i think both are injured right now actually that's okay that's okay we're because it's my turn right we're making we're making some moves here um you know what i'm gonna stick with the same team and i'm not gonna be able to say his last name wide receiver adam you want to help me out with it <laughs> haka Hakan. oh my goodness you know who i'm saying <laughs> From Calgary? Are you, to, are you going to Calgary? Yeah. Luther Luther Hakanavanu. There we go. I think that's the first time Adam's ever pronounced it right on the podcast. I've been practicing because he was supposed to be my fifth round pick. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, it's still my turn too? Mm. Tell us oh, a little bit about uh, Luther honestly, Hakanavanu. Honestly? I'm going to be real. I had both Bill Potts and Shaver Baker, and all three of them hurt. And then my next pick was him. So I just kind of went to him because I just clicked. I was like, oh, I don't want to take guys who are going to miss five, six, seven weeks. But I also think Mayer is going to throw it around. Uh, Calgary always seems to have good receiving yards. And, he, you know, he impressed me last year. So I'll learn his name by the end of the year, or I'll cut him, one of the two. And that's up of me again. Um, goodness me. Um, you know, you guys are, uh, you guys are freaking me out. No, 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 no. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. I'll stick with Calgary. I'm going to go to special teams. I'm going to nag my, uh, snag my kicker now. Uh, Paredes. Uh, just cause I want to get a good kicker in here. I feel like I've got some solid depth. I got my quarterback. I got a few receivers. I got my running back. You know, let's go with that. 
first kicker off the board here in the draft in round five to team Trey. Uh, Adam, going back to you here, you said uh, you said Hakuna Vanu was next up on your list as well. Yeah, and that's my problem now because I really wanted to take him as a Canadian, especially uh, would have worked really good right where I had him there. And uh, I think you're right. He's probably going to be this number two target probably for uh, Jake Mayer this year. So I'm kind of scrambling a little bit as I take a look at some of the sheets here and uh, see what I can pull up. Uh, the guy that I'm looking at right now, and I think he had a little bit of an off season last year. Again, probably a little bit. Uh, may, he went over to Montreal. He, he's uh, maybe going to do something else. He didn't have a great season in Winnipeg last season. I'm going to take Greg Ellingson of the Montreal Alouettes. Uh, I think he's going to come back, have a good season. He's got a quarterback that likes to throw the football. And uh, if he's got any chemistry with Fajardo, that could be a pretty good one-two punch. And, uh, yeah, uh, also trying to spread out the uh, – East-West a little bit. Now i got to start going West. I'm both impressed with you and annoyed with you because your back-to-back picks here, Cody Fajardo, Greg Ellingson, was absolutely a stack I was looking at. Fajardo was, I think, my number three or four quarterback. Ellingson, uh, like you said, injury troubles the past two years, but four or five straight thousand-yard seasons before that, and he's clearly the go-to guy over in Montreal uh this uh gonna be this year as well now i gotta rethink my plans here a little bit because you know these were guys i had next up on my chart but uh i think it is almost criminal that this man is still up here on the uh list and of course i'm trying to find the stats but the cfl website is not working properly uh that and it's broken great love that uh, but I can talk about it without even knowing the stats. Let's go four straight wide receivers here in the draft. For me, I'm going to the BC Lions. I think the first BC Lion taken off the board, I'm going to wide receiver Dominique Rhymes. Uh, you know, uh, Nathan Rourke, uh, VA, whoever was in the lineup, they were throwing Rhymes' direction. He was right up there with Dalton Schoen as uh, one of the top uh, wide receivers in the league, both in yardage and touchdowns. Uh, I'm a bit floored he fell to the fifth round in the draft. And, you know, VA played a little conservative last season, but I think the play calling could open up a little bit uh, with a full year of training camp. So uh, the ball is going to be going in Rhymes' direction uh, pretty frequently. And I like having that in my lineup. I don't know if you guys saw my reaction when that pit was announced. I did. You look like you're about to fall out of your chair. <laughs> yep. Um, nonetheless, backup plans to the rescue. Staying with the BC Lions. I'm taking Keon Hatcher, wide receiver. Uh, I really feel exactly like what <coughs> Ryan said. Or whoever just said that about VA. I think it was Ryan. Uh, I think they're going to really open the playbook. I think last year was the beginning of it. And I think this guy is going to be the benefactor of some pretty, pretty solid uh, catches. And so that is why Tian Hatcher has been my pitch in the fifth round. To open up the sixth round, I'm a little bit surprised 
that this guy is here, but I see why he's here. Because of the uncertainty in this team's wide receiver group. He makes his return to this team after a one-year absence from a Winnipeg Blue Bombers wide receiver, Kenny Lawler. Just to dive it and stretch the field, example number one was the preseason game. And if I couldn't get Dalton shown, which I couldn't, unfortunately, um, this guy was my next best option. He ended the year on IR for me simply as a cheaper option for tonight. And with a Kenny Lawler bat in the fold for the Blue Bombers, I expect a thousand yard plus season from him, assuming he can stay healthy. I like the pick there, Mike. Uh, Kenny Waller, he looked good. Uh, him and Zach Caleros had that connection there in that preseason game with the long touchdown so far. Uh, an embarrassment of riches for the Bombers offense there with Lawler entering the fold again. Uh, we move over to me for my pick in round six here. Part of me is tempted, tempted a little bit to, you know, leave him and wait. Uh, you know, Adam's got two quarterbacks. I believe Mike's got two quarterbacks. So it's just me and Trey that need another one here yet. I'm tempted to wait, but I know of the options left. I think I know which guy is Trey's favorite. I just picked up Dominic Rimes in the last round. I want his quarterback to go with it for the stack. Give me Vernon Adams Jr. Uh, between the three remaining options, VA, uh, Jeremiah Mazzoli, and Trevor Harris. VA is the most mobile one. Rushing yards win championships for quarterbacks. Uh, Mazzoli's not healthy right now, and uh, I'm not a believer in Trevor Harris. So uh, I think, uh, you know, I wanted some of these other guys on the board. Really wanted Cody Fajardo. Couldn't get him. VA was uh, number four or five on my quarterback list, so I will happily take him to round out my QBs here. I didn't even have him on my list, Ryan. Don't worry about it, buddy. Oh, all right then. Or that's that's as far as you need to know, anyway. Like the pick, Ryan. Is it me muted? Blah, I'm muted. Sorry, guys. Oh, I was like, I thought you guys were talking to me, and I'm like, I'm talking away here. No, Adam was trying. Adam was trying to talk, and nothing was coming. Yeah, out. I was just saying that you're probably going to go start crying into a piece of pizza anytime now. So <laughs> oh, I've already eaten three slices, man. And that was like that was a little different than Ryan's shut up sat like signal. <laughs> so I was like, what are you talking about, Ryan? But <laughs> nevertheless, I do like the pick, Ryan uh, Vernon yeah. Adams Jr. I mean. Uh, He's kind of wishy-washy once in a while, but man, when he gets on, he gets on really good, and uh, he's got the pieces in BC to definitely do it this year. Uh, but that being said, I'm going to another uh, receiver that actually had a thousand yards last year. Uh, still, it's amazing he wasn't picked, and I just said that I had to start going west. I'm going to take Stephen Dunbar of the Edmonton Elks. Uh, solid pickup, I think. He's a guy that's going to be a maybe a number three target in Edmonton, just because they do have a pretty stack wide receiving core. That being said, I think he's still going to be pretty darn good. And, uh, yeah, he, he didn't go there for nothing, and he was in a Hamilton team. that had sometimes a little bit of trouble. He was a big receiver there. I think he's going to be a big receiver again over in Edmonton. Trey, what do you got? I like your pick there. Uh, you know what? We're going to go to another, uh, another Canadian. We're going to go Canadian here. Uh, went to Arkansas State, though, but he's from Quebec. Where did he play last year? Because currently he is on the BC Lions. That were yeah. I'm gonna take 
Justin McInnes um, and shore up my receiving core there. Now I got my two Canadians, so, you know, that rule is taken care of. He was kind of up on my list, and I have to admit, I kind of forgot about all the injuries we talked about uh, with some receivers, some uncertainty. I don't need a – there's a couple other positions I'll wait for. So, yeah, Justin McKinnis is uh, my pick here. All right. We're through six rounds of the draft. It's a 12-round draft, so we're officially halfway through. Uh, let's step uh, check down here and see what everybody's got on their rosters so far. Uh, Trey, you kept uh, AJ Olette as your keeper. You've got Curly Gittins Jr., Dalton Schoen, Luther Hakunavanu as wide receivers, and Justin McKinnis, who you just added there as well. Uh, Chad Kelly is a quarterback so far and a kicker in Rene Paradis. So you need uh, another quarterback, another running back, another receiver, uh, another kicker, another defense, and you just filled in your national here. So let me. Are you talking that. to me? Yes, that's right. That's what uh, you need left on your board. Adam, you've got, uh, I believe, one running back so far, your keeper, Kadeem Carey. Uh, two quarterbacks, Jake Mayer, Cody Fajardo. Receiver is Duke Williams, Braden Lenius, Greg Ellingson, and Stephen Dunbar. So you also still need one more national on your roster. You need another receiver. Uh, you're done at quarterback. Need a running back. Uh, two kickers, two defenses yet for Team Adam. For myself, I kept Kevin Brown as my running back. I've got two QBs and Taylor Cornelius and Vernon Adams Jr. Uh, and four wide receivers and Nick Dembski, Tim White, Malik Henry, and Dominique Rimes, uh, leaving me also needing one receiver, needing a running back, uh, two kickers, two defense, and a national. And finally, Team Mike, you started off with keeping Zach Caleros. You added Bo Levi Mitchell. You're done at quarterback as well. Brady Oliveira is your running back and four wide receivers, Dylan Mitchell, Eugene Lewis, Keon Hatcher, and Kenny Lawler. Much the same. Everybody actually at this point is locked in with four of five receivers. Mike, you also need a second running back, two kickers, two defenses, and a national. That is where everybody is at so far in the draft through six rounds. Trey, a back-to-back picks. Kick us off with round number seven. Well... You know, I had the time to think here. Um, You know, you took his teammate, Ryan, with the same last name. So I'm going to go to the Tiger Cats. I'm going to take Poppy White. Uh, He's still up on the list, is he not? Okay, good. Because I got mixed up with the Tim White, Poppy White. So I'm going to take Poppy White uh, to kick off round seven. Um, You know, basically, I'm just trying to spread around my receiver core here. I don't want to... My fault last year was I went way too blue bomber heavy and it set me too far back. Just trying to set it up here. And he was kind of one of the first receivers that was available on Hamilton that I was like, ah, he's going to get the ball. So, and I can't, I think Bo's going to try to throw it. So these receivers there, if, if he's Bo old, like not old Bo, gunslinger Bo, his receivers are going to get some yards. Adam, what do you got? Well, that kind of messed me up just a little bit there. Uh, yeah, I was looking at Pappy White a little bit, but uh, not, not that over much. I think I can still make this work. Uh, it's either I got to take uh, one or two spots as a Canadian right now because I don't have both of my Canadians. I'm either going to take a running back as a Canadian or I'm going to take a wide receiver as a Canadian. So I'm going to take my wide receiver as a Canadian because I don't know uh, really which uh, 
uh, Canadian running back to pick up right now because I have a funny feeling that the uh, Canadian running back I, that everybody would like to have on their roster, Andrew Harris, ain't going to play very much this year, so he's not my pick. I'm going to go with Nate Bahar of the Ottawa Red Blacks. 727 yards, had a great season last year. Uh, could use a few more touchdowns, which I would like. But uh, no, uh, Canadian receiver, uh, like I say, 727 yards ain't bad for an old Canadian receiver. So yeah, Nate Bahar. Welcome to Team Adam. Ryan, how did you like that pick? I'm annoyed by it because that was where I was going next there as well. You know, if you look at the cream of the crop for Canadian wide receiver, Nate Bahar is definitely up there on the list. So, you know, it has me rethinking things a little bit because I am also in a similar position to you where I need either a Canadian running back or a Canadian wide receiver yet to fill out my roster. Uh, and struggling to figure out uh, what I want to do at either of those positions. I think I maybe have an idea, but there's honestly too many good names to pick from uh, still that uh, I want to choose from uh, in that regard. So hmm, where do I want to go here? I have some options. And you know what I'm going to do here? No, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do it this early. Uh, you know what? Give me over to the defensive side of the ball. I'm going to take the first defense off the board here. Uh, and I am going to go uh, with uh, maybe, you know, give me the Saskatchewan Rough Riders defense this year. I think. I think this is a team that got a good defensive line. I think they got a stacked group at linebacker. You know, defensive back, maybe a little bit concerned there, but I think this is going to be a fairly good defense. Uh, they've got a lot of good options available to them, and, uh, you know, it's a team that uh, is going to be built around its defense a little bit as I think the offense could see some struggles this year. So uh, give me the Riders' defense because I was not prepared for this pick, and you know what? Defense is the least uh, compromising position here, so. I'll take the rider. We need to go back and cut Adam's face when you said that. <laughs> that was priceless. <laughs> but yeah, you're good. Good job, Ryan. You know, you're, you're gonna, I guess. I guess this year, Ryan's just throwing it in already. Ryan, you don't have to tank with me and the riders. I mean, we're we're all be okay. You guys want Curtis Rourke? Oh my god! <laughs> Day one. Ryan's alternative method just absolutely dominate with Curtis Rourke for the next 10 years. Yeah, I'm tanking for next year's draft. I got my championship. Now I'm setting myself up for the future. All right, that's who I've got. I'm taking, I took the first defense off the board. Mike, you're up uh, with your pick for round number seven. Get off your phone, Mike. Yeah, sorry. I'm <laughs> looking at the list here. Um, I have my list on my phone. Um, Mm-hmm. This one may be a bit of a reach, but I think it's an option for me at second Canadian. From the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, Mitchell Pitton. I don't know, that might be way too early, but I feel like I'm running out of national options um, for now. Okay, so this caps me out at wide receiver. 
and at quarterback. So I need two defenses and two kickers? And a running back. Oh, and a running back. Okay. Okay, that's fair. Um, I'm going to take the kicker off the board. Assume that this guy's going to win a kicking job. It's not for sure yet. But that's okay. From a Winnipeg Blue Bombers, Sergio Castilla. I believe he'll be the kicker uh, when all is said and done. Uh, you don't bring him in uh, with a lucrative contract as a free agent if you don't plan, plan, sorry, plan to use him somehow. And when he was a kicker, he was the next best option in this town behind Justin Medlock. So when it comes to dependable titters, at least in recent track record, yes, I know he didn't have the best of years in Edmonton probably last year, but I expect a big bounce back from an offense, but I think he's going to create a lot of field goal titting opportunities for this gentleman. So that is why Team Darrell in the eighth round slots Sergio Testillo. All right. Yeah, I like the logic there. Don't bring him in if he's uh, not going to get the playing time, uh, most likely. So uh, we'll see if uh, what kind of season he can deliver here for Winnipeg. You know, while Mike was explaining his picks, I got some more time to look at the defenses on the board as I'm back up next here. And, you know, I, I realized the team I should have picked uh, as a defense at first, and I'm not going to give anybody else the opportunity uh, this team is across offense and defense, uh, pretty well-rounded across the board. They have an embarrassment of riches at the linebacker position specifically. I'm going with the Toronto Argonauts defense. Really, I'm just taking all the teams Adam has hats for. Uh, or, or sorry, I guess you don't have a rider's hat anymore because Trey has it. Um, <laughs> I really, I really like the Argos defense. I like their defensive line. I mean, at linebacker, Mwamba's... Okay, Adam does have a rider's hat still. I like their linebackers specifically. Uh, you know, they brought in uh, Jordan Williams. They still have Henoch Mwamba. I believe what Darius Pickett was also brought in uh, at the position there as well. Pretty stacked group uh, on defense. Give me the Argos uh, here to round out uh, back-to-back defenses. Well, Ryan just messed with me very, very badly because that was my pick and I was sitting there and trying to stop him on getting both of the Riders and the Argonaut defenses. But were, I you feel wanted, like, were you wanting both of them? Were you wanting the Riders as well? No, no, I didn't really care about the Riders, but I wanted the Toronto one badly. Uh, I thought that you weren't going to do that. So yeah, I thought you were maybe going to go with your uh, running back in this one. And uh, speaking of running backs, there's one that will be used maybe or maybe not. Depends what his coach does because he can't decide if he wants to run the ball, pass the ball, or do whatever he wants to do with the ball. Uh, he used to wear a hat just like this. Yes, last year, his uh, that uh, running. No, it's not James Butler. You said <laughs> a running back that might not get used. So. Yeah, I'm talking about William Stampback of the Montreal oh. Alouettes. I was trying to jump the gun here. Oops. Jason Moss might use him, might not use him. We know what he does with running backs. He doesn't know what he's doing half the time. And I'm going to go with Stanback because he had a lot of rest last year. He's coming off a bad injury, but here's the thing. He's rested. He's ready. 
He's going to be focused. I think maybe he might have a comeback season as well. Uh, yeah, I got a lot of Montreal Alouettes on my team for some reason, but you know what? I've got a good feeling about some of them. So, yeah, I'll go with Stan back at the Alouettes. Sorry for jumping the gun there, Adam. You start talking about somebody who doesn't use their running backs. Uh, <laughs> it's Hamilton, I Tommy know. Tommy yeah. <laughs> Forgot Jason Moss was a, was a thing as well. Uh, Trey, over to you. You know what? Just may as well give me James Butler. Type that in uh, one spot over, Ryan. Uh, I, I need one more running back, right? Yes. And, you know, it, it's that whole thing. Will he get used? Will he not? You know what? That's okay. I think I got some pieces that could make up some production in the week he goes off. Well, it's just cake, right, boys? I think I think they'll have to use him uh, at some point. Um, so, yeah, that's my plan there. And I go next again. Oh, boy. What do I have left? A quarterback? Kicker and defense. My best. Yeah. Sure. Um, uh, you yes, a quarterback, a kicker, and two defenses. Ah, two defenses. Okay, sweet. But you guys are all maxed out on quarterbacks, correct? correct. So I don't have to. I don't have to pick one. That could be my last pick because you guys can't take them. So there's only two left. So we're gonna try to go and advance somewhere else. Baby, baby, I am actually. You know what? They're getting old, but I'm kind of surprised this defense is still up there. You're not taking Jefferson, Jeff Coat, Big Hill, and all those crazy cornerbacks. Give me the Winnipeg Blue Bomber defense. Because, um, again, for the reasons why I said, you are you know what, maybe they're getting a little old. Maybe there could be some things, but this defense has traditionally been uh, off the hook as of late. So um, and come on down to Winnipeg and bring the smoke. I do have one quick board battle. Hmm. This coming from a dive that said the Bombers would finish under 500. Fantasy is different. Fantasy is a completely different game, man. You take fantasy garbage points. It's fourth quarter. You know, they're going to get a pick or a fumble when the offense can't score and they're down, you know, 30 nothing. Trey, I'm so proud of you for uh, recognizing that fa- uh, good football teams and good fantasy teams do not nothing, equal the same thing. Nothing alike. I had like. My quarterbacks last year were on my NFL, Rodgers and Brady. But you know what? They did okay. Did they do okay in the regular season? No. <laughs> but Fair enough. Fourth, fourth quarter garbage points. They're going to get sacks. They're going to get fumbles. They're going to put their offense in position. I just don't know. And you know what, man? If I have to eat my words and the Bombers are, you know, 13 and or they beat their record, record like holding season, that's, I'll eat it. That's an okay eat. Am I really going to lose sleep over that? No. Because <laughs> I get another ring. There anyway. now, Adam, big boy. Man, yeah, here. This is going to be a tough one again. I wasn't. I was maybe hoping that somebody would have forgot about Winnipeg, but because uh, that was going to be my West pick. But my E, uh, yes, I'm going to have to go with my other West pick now. Um, I would take the team that rotates uh, defensive players like it's their underwear, but I can't do that uh, just because I don't have much faith in them in the defense. However, there's a team that seems to be pretty good on ball hawking. And uh, they've got some good guys in there for interceptions, and I'm hoping they could do something with it. Give me the BC Lions defense. Uh, I think that they will be okay. Uh, I like their defensive line especially. Uh, They can probably put some pressure on some quarterbacks and uh, see what the BC Lions can do. I'll tell you right now, they were probably number four or number five on my picks. Yeah, so mad at you. 
I, uh, I was considering BC as well, but you know, they do have a tendency for their fantasy points to not be legitimately uh, counted and that could lose you a championship. So uh, just, you know, be very forewarned that happens. Oh, uh, no, I just won't take them in our other, uh, uh, other thing. Yeah, no, they're banned for life for me. Um, you know, I like BC. Uh, I was leaning there at first when I was, you know, thinking on the spot uh, with my first defense, uh, a little, uh, you know, disappoint. I'm disappointed they let Sean Lemon go uh, also, but they brought Jonathan Kongbo in on the D line, so I do like that. Um, and they do have pretty stacked defense back. So I think it's a great pick for a defense there. Uh, let me uh, go to my kicker position and get my first kicker off the board here in the draft. Uh, and I will go to... Actually, I got to check what Mike has left to see if Mike's going to take this guy from me. I think there's a chance Mike could take him from me, so I'm going to save the kicker and hope I get him back later. Uh, and I'm going to round out my running back position with uh, I'm going to go to the Saskatchewan Rough Riders and draft Jamal Morrow as my running back here. Uh, last year, he put up 1,500 all purpose yards in just 12 games before he went down due to injury. He's probably not going to be involved in the return game quite as much this year with Mario Alford there, but uh, he is useful in every different situation. He is one of the top receiving backs in the CFL, which is what you want in fantasy football because points for receptions are everything. A little bit worried. Maybe Frankie Hickson splits a bit of the time there with him, but I don't think it's enough. They already said they are going to run the ball heavily this year. So Jamal Morrow is getting a healthy dose of uh usage there and uh i think he came in at number three actually on all my running backs on the list so i got my number one and my number three guy uh in the draft pretty happy about that mike it looks like the gears are grinding all of a sudden yeah i'm i'm painting no jamal morrow wasn't even on my radar uh, in all honesty, um, I couldn't risk it. Couldn't risk it. Wow. I mean, Saskatchewan's history of running the ball recently leaves a lot to be desired. Uh, I realize the gentleman responsible for that is no longer there. Um, so that might be okay. Um, I'm going to take an absolute long shot here with my defense, and it may not be a long shot, but I'll take the Hamilton Tiger Cats. I think they might have the best defense behind the Toronto Argonauts in the East. I expect them to be there come season's end. The other one, this may be a complete crapshoot for the first pick of the 10th round. I'm sticking with the Hamilton Tiger Cats. I'm taking Seth Small. Now, he's on the suspended list for right now, but I think that's for roster purposes only. So I'm going to take my chances and take Seth Small. I believe Seth Small hasn't even been to camp yet, uh, if I'm remembering correctly. Uh, So I don't know if it's for roster reasons, but uh, nonetheless, I like the pick because I was really looking towards Seth Small as well. I mean, he nailed, what, the longest field goal of the season last year, 58-yard or something like that. Uh, I think also got to, you know, some sort of special teams award nominee. Uh, and the other option for me was I had Castilla kind of in my back pocket. 
So for me to take the chance on a second kicker, you know, kind of made sense. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to do as well. Seth Small was going to be my second kicker. I don't have my first kicker on the board yet. Uh, Small finished second in the league in kicking percentage last year. The only guy to finish ahead of him is still on the board. Give me Sean Money White here in round number 10 for the BC Lions. Uh, You know, I expect them to move the ball down the field pretty well uh, this year, and uh, that should give them opportunities (laughs) to field goals if they can't punch it in the end zone, which uh, I could see that being a case there. 92% of his field goals last year, he's always consistent. They call him Money for a reason. Sean Money White uh, will be my first kicker off the board. So that means I got to take a kicker uh, just because I don't know if he had just maybe a little bit of an off season last year. Not bad though. I uh, still had 82% of his kicks go through. I uh, had one of the longest, actually he had a 57 yarder against the Winnipeg blue bombers uh, in uh, the banjo bowl. I'm going to go with Brett Lowther of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders because the Riders are probably going to be kicking a hell of a lot of field goals because uh, yeah, they'll choke and crash out with the ball probably uh, more often than not, and they're going to have to rely on Lowther to kick a lot of field goals, in my opinion. So that's a few points for me. So I think Brett Lowther uh, would be my pick here. Trey, what do you got? I like that. He was on my list here um, as well for kicker. Kicker's the only one I only wrote like three names on, and so far I've been actually doing okay. You guys haven't taken all of them yet. So we're going to go, I guess I have back-to-back picks. So I could do it either way, but let's go. Back to the defense, I'm going to take the Calgary Stampeders. Um, They were kind of my next best after Winnipeg, Toronto, and BC. I just think, I don't know, I think the West is always tough, and I still think that Calgary is going to perform well. They're going to give Mayor the time. It just depends on what Mayor's going to do with it. So give me Calgary there. And then we're going to go back. What pick is this, 11 now? Yep, the final two rounds of the draft here. Uh, quick, I guess, quick setup before you give your pick for the last two rounds here. Trey, you need a quarterback and a kicker. Adam, you need a kicker and a defense. I need a kicker and a wide receiver. That is a national. I need a national wide receiver still. Mike needs a running back and a defense. All right. You know, I'm going to kind of do the exact same thing Michael, uh, Michael, Mike just did. Um, and kind of take a kicker with a chance because he really threw me off with the Castillo pick. I know they brought him in, but I'm going to take uh, Legio, and he's going to be my second kicker. Yeah, I think Castillo will be adios after this preseason game, if not maybe week one or two. I think they brought him in. I don't know the contract details like Mike brought up, but I think maybe they, I thought more they were bringing him in just to give Legio a kick in the pants. I'm going to go with him. In fairness here, just a quick rebuttal. If we don't see Legio on the lineup sheet for tomorrow for Friday's game, I don't think he makes the team. Oh, that's true. There's no way he's not going to be the punter. I I think the same could honestly be said. That's true. Could he not be the punter? Castillo's not a punter. There's no way Legio's not no, a punter. No, but I think it goes to one of those uh, one of those global guys. I mean, it's those two global guys what? fighting for the punter position. Really? Because do they need an international with that guy on defense that was pretty good? Or, uh, I'm not. Yeah. 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 You know, mean, like, 
tomorrow's roster is going to be very interesting for a number of reasons uh, for well, Winnipeg. Two. My point is I can drop them and pick up the next kicker, right? You guys can only – there's going to be one or two available no matter what. I'll oh, yeah, no, no, I'm just, I'm just saying it's kind yeah. of – it's kind of interesting, but like, uh, Ladio hasn't been in a game yet. Yeah, give him for the home because the home fans want to boo at him. <laughs> Maybe. After what happened in Toronto, so that's his fair way. <laughs> Sorry. No, it, it made sense. I mean, I, I see your point there for sure. Yeah. All right, Adam, you're up. Adam. Yeah, I'm taking a look here. Uh be interesting what I choose here because I'm not sure exactly which way to go, but I think I do know. Um, I'm going to go with another kicker and get my kickers done with first uh, because Mike is the only one that can otherwise choose a defense. Everybody else's defenses are locked up. Uh, I am going to go with uh, Lewis Ward of the Ottawa Red Blacks. Uh, he's the only guy that's a real legit starting kicker on any of the other teams that I can really see. Uh, Again, Toronto seems to rotate through their guys pretty often. Uh, Montreal, I mean, I could probably have gone with uh, uh, David Cote, but uh, I don't know. I just kind of like David Lewis Ward a little bit more. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's kind of where I'm going to go with with Ottawa with my kicker. Uh, go from there. Right? What do you think? Yeah, Lewis, Lewis Ward uh, was, uh, you know, he was one of the top kickers for many, for a couple of seasons in a row, had, uh, a, you know, it broke records uh, down year last year, oddly enough, for him at only 86%, which is weird saying that's a down year. Uh, you mentioned the guy I'm taking as my kicker here already. I'm going David Cote. With my last pick, I got the guy who had the highest field goal percentage last season. I now get the guy that kicked the most field goals successfully from beyond 40 yards, I believe. Uh, and the longer the field goal, the more points you get. Give me David Cote. Uh, 86.3% for him, so around the same as Lewis Ward. Uh, there aren't a ton of other options available at kicker uh, currently, so uh, yeah, I'll, I'll gladly take David Cote as my backup kicker. Yeah, and for my first pick in the 11th round, I guess, yeah. I'm going to go defense, and I'm taking the Chris Jones mastermind defense that might pull a rabbit out of a hat this year and win a home game and have a wide receiver line up at the DB and maybe catch up head sits for me. So Edmonton defense it is. Uh, a complete wild card, I think, is Edmonton. Uh for reasons we've already discussed. And for the last pick in pit number 12, I'm going to increase my national depth by taking what I believe to be a depth piece from a Toronto Argonauts, Andrew Harris. And this is a depth piece for me to go along with Brady Oliveira. Gives me some options if Andrew Harris gets off to a hot start uh, catching and running the ball. But it also uh, doesn't really prohibit me from other options on my roster. Can I tell you one interesting thing? Because Harris was on my mind today. Uh, when I was on the Toronto Argonaut website, there's two players up on the top. Can't remember the other one, but it wasn't Andrew Harris. The other one is AJ Olette. 
So, you know, the social media department doesn't usually put those things up. But I, Harris was on my mind, but that was my deciding factor. Just so you know, Mike. But hey, I, I, I'm, I'm sure he was going to get picked up and Olet goes down, whatever happens. He's probably going to get a lot of touches. But I was thinking you have probably one of the greatest Canadians of all time. Why don't you put him in the baby blue jersey and say buy it now? But why did they do AJ Olet? Well, I think Olette is the running back of the future. It's the question yeah. of this season. You know, what is the what does it look like for them there? Uh, I think him being a national is huge as well, right? Yeah. Uh, for especially in this fantasy league where you have to have two nationals on your roster. If I wasn't going national at wide receiver here, I was going to go probably with Andrew Harris as well for my second running back. So I like the choice uh, in round number twelve. You know, arguably future Hall of Famer here that uh drafted in round 12 is a pretty good pick i think there i my... mean guys can we just discuss this for a quick moment the history and ryan you'll have to remind me on this because it was you and i in the first incarnation of this against ourselves i can't think of a dive it was a top tier pick in year one to an option at the last possible round, like Andrew Harris has been. And it's honestly like it's sad. Um, and I love the guy in the Blue Bombers, and he just completely, um, he just completely changed the way football is viewed in Winnipeg. It was his signing. I think the turn was part of the reason of this recent success and now to see him almost being an afterthought kind of thing in his last year it's just amazing and you know you how a legacy can be that sort of steep on the steep on the decline and for me like i'm i'm a bomber fan through and through but I'll be honest, there was nobody I was happier for last year than Andrew Harris winning the Grey Cup because I think there's that connection of Andrew Harris, you know, Winnipeg needing Harris, you know, to have any kind of success, Harris needing Winnipeg kind of thing. And I think, if anything, the Grey Cup reinforced that they were okay without each other. And yeah. You know what? That's okay. And if this is Andrew Harris's last year, I hope he goes out. And I hope he lights it up with whatever opportunity he gets. Because he, for me, is one of the reasons the Bomber franchise is what it is today. And now he looks to uh, claim a fourth straight Grey Cup. And, you know, if not, maybe at least he can uh, win a championship trophy for Team Mike here. All right, my last pick in the draft. I need a wide receiver. It needs to be Canadian. Let's talk strategy here a little bit. Boys, when you win enough of these championships, you learn to make those strategic picks, especially late in the draft. I have three or four Canadian receivers I have my eye on. Uh, I'm going to take one that won't be in the lineup until September, and that is wide receiver Keon Schaefer-Baker for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, who I will subsequently in week one be placing in one of my three injured reserve slots in order to pick up one of the other Canadian receiver options I was looking at right now. 
Uh, he's out of the lineup for quite some time, but I mean, Schaefer Baker was one of the top receivers in the CFL, finished 11th in receiving yards, 960 yards last season. Uh, if one of my other options isn't panning out, that will be a nice boost for my lineup come September. And uh, he can stash away on the IR until then. Boo, Ryan, boo. He'll move, Ryan. He'll move. I was just not like I was exactly going to do that in the waiver wire and sign him immediately afterwards. But well, yeah, that's yeah. What, that's what I was thinking too. Um, yeah, yeah. No, I just didn't want to burn up one of my receiver spots so early. Yeah, I like I. There was one guy that I probably should have burned and took Keon Schaefer Baker, but I was like, ah, I don't know. And my thing is this: if he comes in late. He hasn't done a training camp. You're taking a chance like an NFL player coming in. Is he going to be 100%? Is he going to know the playbook as well? I mean, it's still a new playbook because there's a new uh, offensive coach there. So that's was my, kind of my debate on him. I, I really did like that pick, though, of Schaefer Baker. But, and, but, in somebody this, else in. but in the same sense, Adam, you bring in a guy like that at Labor Day, and let's just say the riders tread water. Not seeing first place in the West kind of thing, but treading. <clears throat> excuse me, they're treading five, they're 500 for, going in. I mean, treading water for a playoff spot, you know, and then you inject the die with fresh legs and a quarterback that lights receivers like that. You know, that might be the best trade deadline acquisition for anybody. Um, yeah. Granted, we saw what happened with Linus, but I think that's an entirely different scenario. And also, I mean, you, you all talk about not wanting to burn a wide receiver slot uh, on a guy that's not going to play. I saw you all had your wide receivers picked already, pretty much, and I needed the Canadians. So, a lot of men in, uh, you know, here, and presumably at this point, you know, you, you three are all happy with the Canadian receivers or Canadians and receivers you picked on your roster. So, I should have free reign over which other Canadian option I want in uh, in week number one. Yeah, no, it was a great, great pickup, Ryan. Uh, as he Thank sits you, there Adam, smiling, s- oh. sitting there smiling bashfully. Uh, I, I <laughs> wish in hindsight I have d- had done something else with my roster, but, you know, it's fine. Ah, don't worry. I got some of those too, but uh, including this pick here, because honestly, if there's one place where I'm disappointed in my whole roster this year, it's in my defense. And, I took a look around here and I debated it and I don't like to do it because I don't know if this defense, I mean, usually it's a very good defense. Noel Thorpe does have a very good defense on average. Uh, he does have some ball hawks, so maybe they can get me a couple more picks. Uh, they're not really much of a defense. Well, Mike Moore isn't bad in defense. I'm going to go with the Montreal Alouettes. I really didn't want to. I had Edmonton on my list. I've had Toronto on my list. And I had uh, Saskatchewan, I think, at number five and Winnipeg at number three. Even Calgary had higher, but, you know, I should have probably picked Calgary in hindsight where I picked BC. But you know what? I'll take it. I'll live with it. Uh, yeah, just give me Montreal for uh, for this one. Shree, I think you're up. Yeah, and I think I have a quarterback remaining, correct? <laughs> yeah, do. I think you got a quarterback. <laughs> Chad oh. Kelly, the only quarterback on the roster so far. Well, that's all I need, boys. I don't care if he has by week one. Clearly, oh, yeah, he, he does. does. So, He's that good. So, you know, I'm going to paint a little picture since we have a little bit of time. 
you know, I'm sitting in Saturday afternoon at Century Downs, the racetrack in Calgary. I'm sitting in the broadcast booth doing my thing, you know, doing my horsey thing. And of course, you know me, Bomber Games on. I have the laptop on in the corner and I'm checking Twitter. And all I see is these stupid pictures of pigeons. What the heck is this? What's pigeons doing for? Well, I'm going to go absolutely berserk and think that this guy, when Chad Kelly is on the bye, is going to get two, three rushing touchdowns at the goal line. Give me what Tyrell Pigeon Pigram as my second quarterback. And if he gets cut, then, hey, I got two guys I can uh, pick up on the waiver wire. Three guys, if you want to count Dane Evans, you know, four guys. You count some other backups out there. Drew Brown, you know, these. you know, you guys can take Harrison Mazzoli and whatever quarterback you drop, I'll pick up. I don't care. I like his chances of scoring points better than Bowie by Mitchell. So there we go. That's <laughs> the thing. Like, you know, third and goal, they're not going to put Claros out there. Drew Brown isn't that guy. You know, it's going to be, well, it's either going to be him or what's his name? Josh Jones, and I didn't even know that guy was on the roster. He's got a nice photo. But... Like, and then there's touchdown Tommy. I cannot believe I, you didn't pick him up instead. I thought, I thought of him. you were going there. I thought, I thought you were going touchdown him. Tommy when you mentioned thought, sitting in Calgary. I thought of him, but again, waiver wire. You know, if, if this guy gets cut, that's a good option. I could go Mazzoli. I could go Harris, Drew Brown, go with um, Dane Evans. There's some options out there. Go with the backup in Toronto because I'm sure Kelly's going to last two weeks. Um, you know, same with the backup, the Schultz in Hamilton. You know, how long does Bogo? I got options week one, two, three. Yes, I got um, Chad Kelly by, but don't tell me that, you know, Pigram, if he's the third stringer doing the quarterback, it's either him or what's the fullback, Mike Miller. You know what I mean? It's either him or this guy doing the goal line sneaks, doing the third inches. We saw, yes, it was preseason. He did some wild things, you know? Before the Hamilton fans come for me, I don't think he'll actually score more than Bowie by Mitchell. Um, but what you're going to get from him, you know, most games is either a zero if he doesn't punch it in, which you do risk your chance, uh, but you feel comfortable with that. Uh, you know, if you punch a touchdown in, that's six points. If you can get two in, that's 12, which is, you know, pretty average for a lot of quarterbacks uh, out there. So a uh, bit on the lower side, but, you know, serviceable like when you need. <laughs> If he gets cut, waiver wire, right? Like, there's some guys still out there, and you guys are all at your max, so I'm okay. All right, so that does it for our draft here. Let's recap where uh, what everybody's uh, got on their draft board. Uh, can I zoom out a little bit so we can see them all? Are you still, I'm looking at the wrong screen. That's why. That really hard to see. I feel like that's really hard to see on the video screen there. So we'll zoom back in. We can just scroll. Uh, all right, let's talk about our teams here. Trey went with AJ Lett as a keeper, Curly Gittens Jr., Dalton Schoen, Chad Kelly, Luther Hakuna Vanu, Rene Paradis, Justin McKinnis, Poppy White, James Butler, Winnipeg's defense, Calgary's defense, Mark Leggio, and Terrell Pigrome of uh, the, the Bombers as his last pick there. I don't even know if I pronounced his name right, to be honest. I just knew him as the pigeon guy after seeing all those gifts. That's all. Uh, but what do you think of your team this year, Trey? Absolutely ecstatic, boys. Ryan, you better take a good look at my butt because that's all you're going to see all season <laughs> in the standings, buddy. And to the other two, too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm confident, guys. I'm actually really happy. This went way better than last year. I got most of the guys I had circled. You know what? If it doesn't work out, I can at least blame it on bad scouting to some degree. 
but I got the guys I wanted last year. I got nobody I wanted. I was, I didn't even, you know, but I have it all. I have my sheet here. I have it all. When I bring out the hard knocks edition of team Trey, uh, you guys can see it all. I like it. I like it. Uh, Adam, you uh, finished off uh, your draft here with your keeper being Kadeem Carey. He drafted Jake Mayer in round one, followed by Duke Williams, Braden Lenius, Cody Fajardo. Really, Adam's just going through, you know, the list of current or former riders in a row there. I just noticed. Uh, Greg Ellingson, Stephen Dunbar Jr., Nate Bahar, William Stanback, the BC defense, Brett Lauder, uh, Lewis Ward, and the Montreal defense to round it out. How are you feeling about this year, Adam? Well, there's a few things I don't really kind of like. There's some things I really do like. Uh, like I said, my strategy was to go on the waiver wire and bring in uh, Keon Schaefer-Baker and not one burn me uh, because I really wanted him badly. But that being said, I'm kind of pleased with my roster. Uh, there's a few pieces I'm kind of a little nervous about, but we'll see how it goes. Uh, overall, I think I've done okay. You know, Adam, if I could just jump in here, I think your roster is one of those high-risk, high-reward potential. Um, also has the potential to go the other way. In actuality, though, I think it's somewhere in the middle. Um, because, to be honest, there's a bunch of guys that really regressed last year, and the chances of them all regressing again in the same year probably not going to happen. So, I mean, the waiver wire would bail you out if something goes really, really bad. But I see that as a high-risk, high-reward team um, that has more upside than downside. Some, some key analysis there on Team Adam from uh, from Mike. Mike, the uh, reporter in the field for Team Adam. Uh, inside, the, inside the watch party, inside the draft party. I like it. Uh, Live in Theodore's locker room right now. Yeah. <laughs> For myself, uh, let's take a look at what this year's championship winning team will be. Uh, it's got Kevin Brown as my keeper at running back. Taylor Cornelius as my quarterback. Uh, those were my top players at each of those positions. Nick Dembski, uh, Tim White, Malik Henry, Dominic Rimes, Vernon Adams Jr., Saskatchewan's defense, Toronto's defense. Jamal Morrow, Sean White, David Cote, and then Keon Schaefer-Baker, who will be going on my injured list and soon-to-be-named uh, pickup for a Canadian wide receiver there. I feel really good about my draft uh, overall. The only spot I don't really love my pick as much was that Saskatchewan defense in round seven. That was, uh, you know, uh, one of those spots where I wanted to leave my defenses, my kickers for last, but then we got to a point where everybody had kind of picked their running backs and receivers, so it didn't make sense to leave those or picked those early. I was scrambling to figure out which defense riders were the first one to come to mind, but I'm happy I snagged Toronto right after there as well. And the hardest thing for me is just all the big name wide receivers that we left off the draft board. I propose, uh, maybe we got to think about this for next season, expanding the draft board a little bit, a couple extra receivers. I don't know, maybe do we go three running back slots and get into the dual back systems like they do with a lot of NFL fantasy? And talk about that uh, next season, but it was a shame to get to four four receivers and needing a Canadian when there are uh, five six names that I'm sad to leave off the board here. Uh, but that's it for my team this year. Feeling really good about it, uh, Mike. So Ryan, are you saying that we should cut the Canadian ratio? No, I don't think so. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, 
I mean, I'm happy with the Canadian receivers I got too. I think I got two of the best three in the CFL. So one just won't play for half the season. But, but yeah, more roster spots would be uh, make it easier to decide. But maybe that's the fun of this is that it's difficult. Uh, Team Mike to round out the draft. Uh, you you kept quarterback Zach Caleros. Then you went with Brady Oliveira, Dylan Mitchell, Eugene Lewis, Bo Levi Mitchell, uh, Keon Hatcher, Kenny Lawler, Mitchell Pickton, Sergio Castillo, Hamilton's defense, Seth Small, Edmonton's defense, and Andrew Harris. How is Team Mike feeling uh, after this draft? I'm feeling okay. Um... I'm feeling like I took a couple of reaches that could really pay off if I give it time. Um, Dylan Mitchell, I mean, in the second round, maybe, but I was worried it wouldn't get back to me to take them back. So for the fourth overall position, relatively happy with what I was able to what I was able to uh, acquire. Um, the only thing that kind of really jumps out to me is no guy that can really do the six to eight yard on setting down. Um, it seems to me like all my touchdowns are going to have to come via the lawn bomb, um, which may be slightly problematic, but you know what? <laughs> There's an old saying in sports, guys. General managers love their teams at the draft and at the beginning of the season. And then they wind up in last place. And they're seeing a whole lot different. And that's the fun of this. And that's the fun of sports. Is everybody seems to think they have a great team. Well, let's see how different these teams are come week 21. Well said. I think that's a great way to sum up the draft there, Mike. So that's the draft to kick off the season. We'll have our waiver wires every week. Next week's waiver wire opens. Uh, I got to figure out when, but early next week uh, for week number one. Uh, so get your uh, get your transactions in there, I guess. We'll see how many moves. We'll see how many players are left on these rosters by the time we get to the opening week game. Um yeah, well, it was a lot of fun. I enjoyed that. Uh, anybody got any final thoughts on the fantasy draft? Or should we kick things uh, over to the wrap? Let the trades begin. Yeah, who wants Saskatchewan's defense? No, just nobody. Nobody. We can, we'll talk. We'll talk. I'll trade everything. No, just. It's a long season, boys. It starts with the draft, but it's a long season. Make sure you use the waiver wire. Make sure you set your lineups. I will say this draft went much better than last year. Nobody drafted somebody that was already drafted. I think nobody went too heavily on one team either. I think we uh, some we learned our lessons from last year and spread it around. Uh, pretty solid draft across the board, so good job, boys. Uh, and may the best man win is the way to sum that up. So let's get into wrapping up our show here uh, again. You know, lots of good fantasy talk here tonight. Uh, what's coming up next on the podcast uh, is our week one preview next Wednesday night. Can you believe it? We're already at our week one preview. Uh, and what our preview, what our episodes are going to look like all season long. Let's talk about that super quick here. Uh, every Wednesday night, uh, 1030 Eastern time, we will be live, uh, mostly focused on previewing the coming week. Uh, we'll throw in some thoughts from the week before as part of that, but 
We'll take a look at the top storylines for each game. We'll go through fantasy pick suggestions for each game as well. Trey will take us through some betting odds and some, and uh, have us make our picks there. Uh, so you can look forward to that all season long. Of course, you can also look forward to additional bonus content in our Discord community, as we mentioned off the top of the show. Uh, you know, join the CFC Discord community. Lots of fantasy content coming out in the next week or so there as well. So join that. Check the link in the description uh, and come chat along with us and uh, get access to free fun stuff all season long for that. Uh, what else can we do here to wrap things up? Uh, if you want to follow us on social media, you can find us on Twitter at CF Countdown Pod. Let us know whose draft you think, uh, who had the, the, the best draft team. Uh, and uh, my name is Ryan, R-Y-A-N. You can uh, type that in. Um, let us know there. Let us know on Facebook, facebook.com slash CF Countdown Pod. Uh, check out all the other great shows from around the Canadian Football Podcast Network as well, at CF Pod Network on Twitter. And uh, where can people find each of us on social media? Mike, let's start with you. Lisa, I remember to get my mic on this time. Uh, people can find me on social media at Mike Darrell. can also find everything at GameTimeTV.ca. Had some exciting marketing meetings today. Uh, no, I don't say that, uh, you know, sarcastically. Uh, there's some really cool stuff coming this year. Uh, so thanks for the support. And, uh, yeah, you'll see me. I don't think I tweet as much anymore as I used to, but maybe I should. But nonetheless, uh, trying to remember to be active on the Discord channels. Um, apparently, it seems to me like I miss some pretty important information from time to time. Um, but uh, I'll promise I'll be more diligent. Um, really, I mean, the closing thought for me here, just really quickly, is... Uh, Let's just get on with the regular season. Uh, I hope nobody of significance gets hurt on the weekend. Frankly, I hope nobody of significance actually plays in the game because uh, that would be a pretty brutal way to uh, go into the season with a significant injury in your last preseason game. So that's it for me. All right. Good Good luck to you this season, Mike. Good draft from you tonight. Uh, Trey, how about you? Where, uh, what you all got going on these days? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Trey Harness Link, doing the horse racing stuff. Got my show Wednesday and Saturdays on that. It's been fun. been real. My uh, my laptop died on me when I did my on live on-set show in Calgary, but it was okay. Still had a blast. Uh, the guy, my co- it was actually crazy, the co-guy, or my uh, interviewee, I had he called that the track record would be broke and the track record, not only the track record broke, but the fastest time in Western Canada got broke. So pretty exciting weekend there. What else was I going to say? I had one other thing. Oh yeah. in the discord, I'm going to try to throw betting stats in there. Once we hit the regular season, extra things. We'll probably talk mostly, uh, uh, the pro, the pro line or the, the, the shoot, what the word, the word, the spread. There we go. The word was escaping me there. I had too many horse racing terms that I had there. Uh, we'll talk spread on the show. But if we can find some interesting things, we'll do it on the Discord. But yeah, at Trey Harness Link, and I di- I did dye my hair pink uh, for Mental Health uh, Health Day that uh, was going on. So yeah, right on, I love it. Uh, and I, I shaved, I guess. I shaved, I guess. That it's just too hot, boys. It's like plus thirty out. You know, 
Oh, it's ridiculous. It's brutal out there. Uh, but I'll take that over minus 30. Uh, I, I, at least Wait, personally there. Seriously, are we doing a football game on Friday in August or on June 2nd? Yeah, pretty, pretty much, pretty much. Uh, yeah, look forward to the extra betting content there as well, Trey. And remember, if uh, you are betting on the CFL, don't bet the farm. Bet the Amazon ant farm. Uh, got to work that into everything now. Uh, weekly slogan. Uh, Adam, what about you? What you got going on? Well, you can follow me at Adam Stewart one You can see me sweating horribly in a uh, tractor trying to pick rocks with no air conditioning if you really like entertainment. If you don't care for that, though, I do talk some CFL stuff. And, uh, geez, I'm just getting distracted with Trey's hair blowing in the wind there. Uh, <laughs> nevertheless, you can find me at Adam Stewart one uh, Usually more on Instagram, though. Uh, farmer underscore in underscore Sask. You can find me there as well if you really want to watch farm stuff. I don't know. That's about all I really got going on. Back to work next week. And, uh, yeah, go from there. So that's it for me. Sounds good. I should also mention we had a bonus episode Monday night. Brandon Sanders, uh, college football, uh, college fantasy football analyst for Campus to Canton, came in that talked to us a little bit about some uh, college fantasy football stars playing over in the CFL, trying to make a name for themselves. I think the only one we drafted tonight was Chad Kelly, if I'm remembering correctly. Uh, but there was some uh, great info there, so make sure you check that out on uh, the feed uh, as, as well. Uh, for myself, you can find me on Twitter at CooperTrooper42. Not really tweeting too often there myself. Most of my time is spent uh, up late uh, trying to get uh, all of these different fantasy projects. I started uh, way too close to the season done. Um, it's been a busy week of podcasting for me also this week. We had the bonus episode Monday. We had this episode tonight. And uh, on Monday also, uh, or this week, I also made a guest appearance on the Two and Out CFL podcast with uh, with Travis Curra, talking, uh, doing a little bit of a Bombers preview there. So uh, make sure you go check out their podcast and look forward to that when it comes out. Uh, it was a lot of fun chatting with Travis there. Uh, whatever podcast platform you're listening on, we always appreciate if you do the fun things. Like, comment, subscribe, rate, review, share the show with your friends. Help us grow the show. We always appreciate that. On behalf of our drafters this evening, our panel this evening, Mike, Adam, Trey, I'm Ryan saying thank you for listening. Take care. Have a good one. Bye.